1: Welcome to Design You with Dr. Garrison Lacombe. I'm your host, Garrison. My guest today is a self-described bulldog ballerina. She's an impact strategist helping individuals and organizations to achieve their business, career, and policy goals through advocacy and strategic positioning to unlock hidden opportunities. My guest has worked in Industry, government, academia, and nonprofits, and has appeared in journals and publications, including The Wall Street Journal, The Washington Post, Forbes, Time, Fortune, Lean In, and many more. She speaks on women's leadership, millennials, strategy, careers, policy, and politics. And has spoken at Campbell Soup Company, the U.S. Department of State, Oxford University's Power Shift Forum, the Women in Strategy Summit, as well as for Harvard Law School. I'd like to welcome to Design You with Dr. Garrison Lakeham, Attorney Avery
0: Blank. Welcome, Avery. Thanks, and Great to be here.
1: In your strategic work with clients worldwide, you help them grow their business, become effective influencers, and develop leaders and careers while leaving a lasting impact on society. What's been your strategy for successfully making such an aggressive mission happen?
0: As a lawyer, you know, I'm trained as an advocate and strategic thinker. So in order for me to win my argument, I have to know what your argument is and where you're headed. So in my work, I leverage my skills as a lawyer, which allows me to come at my work in a slightly different way uh, than most people. And it helps my clients, you know, I I help them to effectively advocate and strategically position themselves to achieve their career goals. Speaking about, uh, you know, lawyers who may come at their work slightly different, I think of the CEO of EY, Mark Weinberger, who is a lawyer, but, you know, now he's in an executive role in what's mostly kind of a tax accounting company, and I'm reminded of what he he says, and he says that your degree doesn't define you, it enables you. So I think outside the box, and I see opportunities where I can add unique value with my skill set, and for my clients, you know, I help them to realize hidden opportunities that they can capture.
1: Now, you're an advisory council member with the Women in Public Service Project, otherwise known as the WPSP, at the Wilson Center. It's a nonpartisan initiative started by Hillary Rodham Clinton, empowering the next generation of women around the world and mobilizing them on issues of critical importance on public service. The WPSP is committed to reaching a minimum of 50% of all decision-making positions in public service held by women by 2050. How are you making that happen? And what are the challenges?
0: There's three prongs to this 50 by 50 initiative. You know, first is where we're encouraging institutional transparency and change. We're measuring or reporting on the progress towards achieving equal participation in policy and political leadership. The project is creating an index to measure where women are in leadership, how they got there, and the power that they hold in these positions. The second part is that the Women in Public Service project acts as an information hub. So we connect stakeholders with tools to develop actionable strategy to promote women's leadership globally. And then third, we enable and inspire women. What we do there is we develop toolkits for women leaders to achieve parity in leadership, help them to connect with current and emerging women leaders through networking and mentoring programs, and also as an opportunity to tell women's stories. So it's really three things. One is encouraging institutional transparency and change two, acting as an information hub, and three, enabling and inspiring women. Now, the challenge is, interestingly enough, there's a lack of data on women in leadership, on you know, women in some of these political and policy roles, especially in non-elected sectors and at the local level. So if we don't know where we are today with the numbers in women in leadership it's really difficult to map a path forward. And so that's another reason why the Women in Public Service Project is creating this in-text. It's certainly an initiative that I'm proud to be a part of and is one that is very much needed at point in time.
1: You're also part of communities like the World Economic Forum, which connects leaders in business, government, and civil society around global issues to literally improve the state of the world. What are some of the issues that are important to you as regards that?
0: First, gender equality, a core belief. Uh, that I hold throughout my entire life has been this idea of fairness. And so, you know, what's important to me is eliminating biases that hold women back from reaching their potential. Also about engagement, civic engagement. You know, I want women to be able to speak up about the issues that are important to them, speaking up about the civic, social, and political issues that matter to them. What also is important to me is that people start thinking for themselves and listening to other people, you know, I think nowadays it's so easy for us to have this me versus them mentality. It takes some discipline to recognize that, you know, we need to think for ourselves and focus on solutions and not just complaining in the problems.
1: When you reflect on your very impressive career as a lawyer and as an advocate, what do you believe underlies your own success and your ability to influence others?
0: I would say. First, that I am driven, but I think the reason why I'm driven is because I'm I'm very persistent. And so when I (laughs) hear no, I I don't hear no. I hear not yet. And so I keep on pushing forward. Again, Garrison, something that I pointed out is this idea of fairness. That's what drives me to be an advocate. And as I said, to speak up about the civic, social, and political issues uh, that matter to me and, you know, other people. You know, and then finally, in addition to being kind of driven and persistent and this idea of of fairness that drives me, the ability to influence hinges on my understanding of others and what they want. I really think about what it is, not only that what I want, but almost sometimes more importantly, what it is that that other people want. Because when I put myself in someone else's shoes, you know, I can position things in such a way that allows for a win-win scenario.
1: Has the fact that you 've become literally an internationally recognized role model for women brought with it new insight into yourself
0: i don't know if I go that far, but I think you know what I've noticed is that people you know look to you for your perspective not just on the things that I have a particular focus on or expertise, but now on all types of issues you know they want to hear your voice, the more and more I advance you know my career. I'm finding, and at the same time, that I want to I listen to others more. So as more and more they want to hear me, I want more and more to hear them. Because I've learned, especially you know, as a writer, that I learn just as much from others as they do from me. And what's so exciting is that I can have this great dialogue that spans the world.
1: What education and career advice would you give women setting out to become leaders in
0: any field? I would say be passionate. Be curious. Be determined. Again, don't let no, you know, steer you off course from what you want to do. Let's break that down. I first said, you know, be passionate. Pursue what you enjoy, even if you're not fully competent, because you'll learn along the way. So women, we have this confidence-competence dichotomy. It's also known as the confidence gap. That women, in order for them to do something, they have to feel 100% competent in order to feel 100% confident. Men, not so much. And so I think sometimes women are steered off course from what they wanna do um, because they don't feel fully competent. And what I say to them is that you're smart enough to figure it out along the rest of the way. Pursue what you enjoy, you'll learn along the way. Now, being curious, what I've found most important in my career, my success, is that you've gotta constantly be learning. I think my love of learning was instilled in me from a very young age. And so I'm constantly curious. I'm constantly wanting to learn things about what's in my field, but also what's outside, you know, of my field. I think knowing about other things is really critical and gives you context for what it is you do want to focus on. So being curious means reading, you know, asking questions, identifying opportunities, wherever it may be. Don't just continue with your career kind of in a silo. And then finally, determination, don't give up and don't let the possibility of failure result in inaction. I think that so many times people in general are afraid of failure, of not doing well. And I think this is in particular for women that we have been you know, socialized to not take any risks. And the one thing that I've learned, and it's from uh, a book that I, I just love, and th- there's a quote in it that says, the risk is losing the opportunity, not failing in the attempt. So what I say there is go for the opportunity. Don't worry about the possibility of failing because that's less of a risk than losing the opportunity. Just to recap, be passionate, be curious, and be determined. Some of
1: the words that your own colleagues have used to describe you are articulate, passionate, smart, committed, supportive, and helpful. Is there any one word that others have used to describe you that resonates most with you?
0: I would say people have said that I'm thoughtful. And that's really important to me because, you know, it's important that other people feel heard and feel valued and I think this is in particular, you know, at this point in time, you know, in society, that people just want to be heard. They want to be respected. They want to have a voice. You know, with the platforms that I've had, you know, I do reach a lot of people. That also means that I get bombarded with requests or emails or communications. But what I've learned is that they want to be heard. They want to connect. They want to speak with other people and learn. And so... That's also been a balance for me, striking trying to, to remain thoughtful, which I hold very important while I continue to, you know, advance in my career. But that's something that has always uh, been important to me throughout my entire career, that I make sure that people know that I'm listening to them and that their thoughts, whether I agree with them or not, you know, that I appreciate hearing them and that, and that I value them. Now, going back to you know the bulldog ballerina comment that you started with, <laughs> yes, people do call me the bulldog ballerina. And, and it's partly because I'm graceful, strong, and persevering. And it goes back to this also idea of being persistent, is that I don't give up easily. I'm not so much, you know, disgustingly aggressive, but, you know, I, I, I stick with it, <laughs> um, you know, and and, I, and I'm smart about it. And that's partly because, There are certain things in life and about my career um, that I know that I want. And I know that I am my best advocate, as is everyone else. You are your best advocate. And so if you want something, you have to go after it.
1: Avery, would you please share with listeners where they can follow you and contact you to engage your services, as well as hear your next talk or where you're going to appear?
0: Sure. So first is my website averyblank.com so that's my first and last name averyblank.com and then also definitely feel free to reach out via LinkedIn or Twitter uh, my Twitter handle is at blank Avery um, I'm also on Facebook and as I said I really enjoy and appreciate connecting with people around the world I learned just as much from you as they do from me.
1: Thank you, Avery, for being such a very special guest on Design You today.
0: Great to have Thanks, Garrison. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here.
1: We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.